From the brains behind Brains On, it's Smash Boom Best. The show for people with big opinions. Hi, I'm Molly Bloom, and this is Smash Boom Best, the show where we take two things, smash them together, and ask you to decide which one is best. Today's debate is a toss-up between legendary layered delights. It's nachos versus Sundays. First up, she's oh so pleased with chips and cheese. It's writer, comedian, and nacho lover, Linnea Fry. What's up, debate fans? It's time to get cheesy up in this heezy. (laughs) (laughs) And here to defend the dreamiest and creamiest of treats, it's comedian, writer, and Sunday queen, Nikki Bailey. Hi, 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 and happy hot fudge joy to all of you. And here to judge it all, we've got Anthony from New York City. He's a huge fan of soccer, he's learning violin and guitar, and he even plays the vihuela in a mariachi band. Hi, Anthony. Hi. And Anthony, you actually brought your vihuela with you. So can you explain what the vihuela looks like and what kind of instrument it is? It's similar to a guitar, but the vihuela has five strings and... The body is more... Is it like more rounded in the back, sort of? Yes. Does that make it easier to hold? It makes it kind of harder because it kind of rubs up against your belly, but mm. you get used to it while you play. Could you play us a little something so we can hear what it sounds like? Yes. wonderful was that a song you wrote or is that a song you've played before or was that a freestyle it's a song that was made in mexico what was the name of the song el cascabel that was lovely well i hate to leave the vihuela but we have to go to our debate topic today do you enjoy nachos and sundays i do i think it's a good combination excellent so where do you usually eat these two delicious foods because the beach you know a cookout with the family And what is your perfect plate of nachos like? The nachos itself, the cheese, and a little bit of spice. How about Sunday toppings? Melted chocolate would be good. Are we talking vanilla ice cream, other flavors of ice cream? Vanilla. We are going to get hungry today, I can tell. Will Anthony pick nachos or stick to the sweet side? Only he can tell. Anthony, are you ready to make what might possibly be the most difficult decision of your life? Yes, I am. All right. Before we get into this debate, it's time to review the rules of the game. Round one is the Declaration of Greatness, where our debaters present fact-filled arguments in flavor of their side and each have 30 seconds to rebut their opponent's statements. Then we've got the Micro Round, where each team will present a creative response to a prompt they received in advance. Round three is the Sneak Attack, where our debaters will have to respond to an improv challenge on the spot. And to wrap it all up, we've got the Final Six, where each team will have just six words to sum up the glory of their side. Our judge, Anthony, will award two points in the first round, one for his favorite rebuttal, the other for the declaration he liked best. After that, he'll have one point to award each round, but he'll keep his decisions top 
secret until the end of the debate. Listeners, we want you to judge too. Mark down your points as you listen. At the end of the show, head to our website, smashboom.org, and vote for whichever team you think won. Okay, Nikki, Linnea, Anthony, are you ready? Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's do this. (laughs) Yes. All right, then it's time for the... Declaration of Greatness. We flipped a coin, and Nikki, you're up first. Tell us why Sundays are the cherry on top. When I was a little girl, my family would go to Farrell's for Sundays on special occasions. On birthdays, after recitals or track meets, we'd all pile into the car and meet our friends for ice cream at this old-timey spot. The thing about Farrell's is, you got to make your own Sunday. And what did I want on mine? Everything. I'd get nuts, puffs, cherries, berries, syrup, brownies, cookies, you name it! And I would scarf it down super fast. But my brother would eat his super, super slowly, on purpose. By the time I'd finished, he'd only be a quarter of the way through his, and he'd be taunting me, Eddie Murphy style. I got some ice cream. And you don't have none. You ate your staff. And now it's past. Wanna lick? Psych. It made me bananas. Because that's what Sundays do. They turn regular old nacho eaters into salivating wild-eyed Sunday nuts. I'm not so sure about these nachos. Mm. Yeah, it might be a Thursday, but I'm feeling like a Sunday. Wait, is that a... Maraschino cherry? On top of a mountain of whipped cream? On top of huge scoops of vanilla ice cream? Drowning in hot fudge. It's a Sunday, all right, and it's mine. Let me have it. Out of my way. So good. Spoon it faster. Perhaps the most famous Sunday fight ever was over which city invented the sweet treat first, Ithaca, New York, or Two Rivers, Wisconsin. It was another lazy Sunday afternoon on April 3rd, 1892 in Ithaca, New York, when Reverend John Scott marched down to the Platt and Colt Pharmacy to have a little afternoon treat. Now take two scoops of vanilla ice cream. Feeling saucy, the store owner, Chester Platt, drizzled cherry syrup over the ice cream and added a cherry on top. The Reverend was floored. What's the scoop with this dessert? It's legendary. It was so delicious, it deserved a name. Let's call it the Cherry Sunday. And with that, the Sunday was born. Or was it? The people of Two Rivers, Wisconsin, claimed to have invented the Sunday in 1881, a full 11 years earlier. They were so annoyed by Ithaca's story that in 2006, they took legal action against the city. The city of Ithaca is hereby directed to cease and desist from its continued claims of being the birthplace of the ice cream sundae. The city manager of Two Rivers even wrote a Sunday fighting song. Topped with chocolate or with cherries and with lots of nuts. Try to claim our sundae and we'll kick your butts. Yikes. It's unclear which city is right, but one thing is clear. People love to scream about ice cream. Sundays have been whipping up fights and captivating ice cream lovers for over a century with their irresistible taste and good looks. They're proud to be bad and beautiful. Isn't that right, Sandy the Sunday? Listen, 
I can't help it if I'm gorgeously delicious, okay? I'm just chilling. I'm living the cream. People freak out about me all the time. About my glass bowl, my caramel swirls. I don't mean to be cold or anything. I just am. And you know what? I still make people melt. Sundays aren't trying to be good for you. Nachos make claims like, we're full of protein, we contain vegetables. Ha, you're full of sodium and fake cheese. People eat nachos at the beginning of the meal while they wait for the real deal to arrive. They're a pit stop. Sundays are the destination, the cherry on top. So next time you have a tough day, give yourself a treat. Head over to your local diner or ice cream shop and order an ice cream sundae. Because my way or your way, we all deserve a sundae. Mm, that declaration of greatness was a sweet treat indeed. Anthony, what stood out to you there? What stood out to me was that nachos were only a pissed off and that you only ate them before your actual meal. So mm. that really impacted me. Very good. Linnea, it's time for your rebuttal. You've got 30 seconds to liquefy Nikki's arguments, and your time starts now. First off, Sunday is a terrible name. It's the second worst day of the week after Monday. If Sundays were actually any good, they'd be called ice cream Saturdays. Also, where do you even buy an ice cream Sunday now? All the ice cream parlors went out of business because there are so many more exciting ways to eat ice cream like as tiny little frozen space dots or with all the toppings you could possibly want mixed in front of your eyes on a freezing cold slab of granite. Why would you want it in a tall glass with grandma's fudge and chopped nuts on top? And time. All right. A fiery rebuttal. But now it's time, Linnea, to hear queso great about nachos. I like to consider myself a nacho aficionado. I've spent years scouring restaurants, scarfing down chips and cheese, trying to find the perfect plate of nachos. And I finally found it. Darn tootin'. Who said that? Down here, it's me, Chippy, the tortilla chip. Uh, did someone put something in my queso? Hey, I resent that. There is nothing in me except a high-quality cheese blend, cream, and some spices. Now my queso is talking. And me. Hola. Peño. <laughs> Puns. And you are? And beans. Well, it's nice to meet you all, but I'm in the middle of a debate. We know, we know, we know. We're here to chip in. <laughs> Oof. Cheesy. How about we get started before I... Coagulate. Oh, sure. Sorry. <clears throat> Nachos got their start in 1943 when a group of Texan military wives went shopping in Piedras Negras, Mexico. But when they finished, they were starving. <laughs> the only place still open was the Victory Club. The chef had already gone home, but Ignacio, aka Nacho Ayana, went into the kitchen, fried up some corn tortillas, and topped them with cheese and sliced jalapenos. Smart move. People love me. The women did love it, and hence, Nacho's special was born. Ignacio used Colby, which is not a traditional Mexican cheese. During World War II, Colby was one of the foods provided as relief by the American government. 
So, technically, nachos are a Mexican food invented by a Mexican man for American women using American cheese. If that isn't the perfect fusion food, I don't know what is. <coughs> Me? Perfect? I resemble that. In fact, nachos have fused quite a few cuisines. There are Irish nachos made with potatoes, Hawaiian nachos with pork and pineapple, and Canadian poutine nachos made with curds and gravy. Aw, uh, no maple syrup? Bummer. No talking beans, no syrup. But there are dessert nachos. There are even ice cream sundae nachos. So, basically, you can put whipped cream on a nacho, but you can't put ground beef on a sundae. I mean, you could, but ew. <laughs> I need it. <sighs> nachos are also incredibly versatile. You can grab nachos at the gas station for a few bucks. Or you can go to the Park Hyatt Hotel in New York and get nachos topped with caviar for $210. Nachos are also super convenient. Loaded nachos contain carbs, protein, dairy, and vegetables. You get the whole food pyramid in one bite. And you don't even need silverware to eat nachos. You have me, Chippy. I'm nature's spoon. Try eating a sundae with your hands. I have. It wasn't pretty. The nachos you get at the ballpark can be made very conveniently thanks to sodium citrate, which keeps the cheese gooey. It's made of sodium, carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. Fun fact, sodium's periodic table abbreviation is Na. So sodium citrate is literally Na for sodium, C for carbon, H for hydrogen, and O for oxygen. N-A-C-H-O. Nacho! Talk about meant to be. More like, <laughs> meant to beans. Anywho, nachos are convenient, versatile, and fuse cultures together. So let's hear it for nachos, the perfect food. Woo! Yay, nachos! Woo chip, chip, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> beans. <laughs> A delightful declaration of greatness that really spoke to me, because literally, the nachos speaking to me, Anthony, what stood out to you about Linnea's Declaration of Greatness? What stood out to me was a good food combination, many flavors. A taste sensation. All right, Nikki, it's time for your rebuttal. You've got 30 seconds to burn nachos to a crisp, and your time starts now. Nachos? How about notch no? They're not even 100 years old. They don't even have their foodie driver's license yet. They're still in food kindergarten. In fact, the world record for nachos weighs a pitiful 4,689 pounds when the largest ice cream sundae is almost 55,000 pounds. And according to nacho lovers, we don't even know what's in that nacho cheese. It's just sort of goo that's layered over chips, and you wonder what's in it. No one and knows what's in it. time. No one knows what's in it. I do. It's deliciousness. <laughs> deliciousness and sodium. Hmm. Anthony, it's time to award some points. Give one point to the decoration of greatness you liked best, and then one point to the most compelling rebuttal. You get to decide what makes a winning argument. Did one side win you over with their wit or logic or wow you with their cool? Award your points, but don't tell us who they're going to. Anthony, have you made your decision? Yes. 
Excellent. Nikki and Linnea, how are you two feeling so far? I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm feeling like I am uh, ice creaming the competition over here. Mm. I'm feeling legendary. Okay. Oh. Okay. We got beef. We got beef, you and me, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is time for a quick break. Scoop up some queso or a spoonful of hot fudge. We'll be right back with more Smash Boom Best. You're watching State of Debate, home to raging rhetoric and awe-inspiring argumentation. Salutations, debaters. Taylor Lincoln here, making a stop at the argumentation station with Todd Douglas. Beep, beep. Hey, Taylor, you're the best. And you know what's the worst? Logical fallacies. They're misleading and make your arguments weak. And today we have one of the worst of all, the anecdotal evidence fallacy. Weak to the max. That's when you base your whole argument on something that's happened once. Let's listen in on these three friends and their tricky situation. (gasps) Whoa, Amanda, you've had these hiccups for a while now. Yeah, Amanda, you okay? (gasps) Ugh, this is so annoying. (gasps) Do you want to try drinking water upside down? That never works. (gasps) What about if we scare you? Don't waste your breath. I've heard something about a pencil in your mouth. Absolutely not. Only one thing works. What is it? I'll try anything. I was hiccuping once, and the mail carrier arrived to bring the mail. Then the dog started barking, and the mail carrier left, and boom, my hiccups were gone. That seems very specific to you. Actually, there have been some studies on this, and I think we should try. No, let's do my thing. I know it works because it worked for me. Come on, we can still get to my house before the mail comes. Wow. Just because it worked one time doesn't mean it's going to work for Amanda. Exactly. Something that happened one time is not enough evidence to back up your argument. Yeah, it's much smarter to use lots of research from lots of places to back up your claim. (laughs) Oh no, Todd! All this talk of hiccups made me... (laughs) Oh look, a red herring argument. I see what you did there. (laughs) And it worked. Thanks, Taylor. Until next time, Debate Heads, this has been State State of of Debate. Boom, 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 smash, boom, best. You're listening to Smash Boom Best. I'm your host, Molly Bloom. And I'm your judge, Anthony. Before we jump back in, I just want to say we love getting debate suggestions from our listeners. Check out this epic idea we got from Rory. My idea is dolls versus action figures. We'll check back with Rory at the end of this episode to see which side he thinks should win. And now it's back to today's debate, nachos versus Sundays. That's right. And it's time for round two, the... Micro Round. Today's micro round challenge is called Stand Up for Snacks. We asked Linnea and Nikki to write a stand-up set dedicated to the glory of their side. Nikki went first last time, so Linnea, you're up. Let's hear your tight two for nachos. All right, all right. Tonight we're roasting the classic tasty treat, ice cream sundaes. That's right. We're not even sweet to desserts in this club. So please, welcome your roast master, the queen of bean, the chancellor of cheese, the sultan of spice, Linnea, extra pico, fries. 
I just flew in from Piedras Negras, Mexico, and boy are my arms tired of shoveling all those nachos into my face. I've eaten so many nachos that I'm starting to turn into one, which explains the huge chip on my shoulder. Looks like all the toppings are here. There's whipped cream, also known as the dairy air of the dessert world. <laughs> Maraschino cherry is in the building. Have you ever noticed how red the cherry on top of a sundae is? That's because it's trying to warn the spoon to stop. <laughs> Sprinkles are here. Too bad they can't sprinkle some relevance onto the sundae. Ice cream sundaes are so outdated, they make a dish of hard candy look cool. <laughs> hey, you know what vegetarian nachos and ice cream sundaes have in common? They can both be referred to as has-beans. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> has-beans? Speaking of, this has been fun. Don't forget to vote nachos. Thank you. Good night. Very, very good. All right, Nikki, it's your turn. Make us giggle over caramel drizzle. Hello, hello. Nikki here, your local Sunday queen. Time to whip up some ice-cold jokes and cherry-sweet laughs about ooey-gooey, sometimes chewy, cool and creamy, always dreamy Sundays. Let's start with a classic. Where do you go to study the most difficult ice cream recipes? Uh, a Sunday school. <laughs> Woo! Ice work. Okay, so what happens when I drop a hot fudge sundae on my foot? You scream? I scream. We all scream for... Ice cream! Mm-hmm. Last one. Why did the ice cream break up with the banana? Because the banana split! <laughs> you know, banana splits are my favorite. I could eat one every single day. But like any relationship, it's got its problems. The split problem is, it's never completely gone. There's always just a little bit of ice cream left at the bottom of the bowl. You eat all the toppings, suck down the ice cream, make sure to get the last bits of syrup off the side of the bowl, and it's just so perfect until you see it. That little pool of melted ice cream juice at the bottom of the bowl. No matter how hard you try, you can't scoop up all that leftover ice cream juice. But you keep on scraping your spoon over and over, wishing you could just lick out the bowl. But you can't because your mom's there and she'd be totally mortified if you actually licked the bowl, even though you know she's at the end of her Sunday and she wants to lick the bowl too. Oh, woe unto thee, the end of a Sunday. All this talk is making me hungry. I got a banana split. Oh, another wonderful set there. Okay, Anthony, this is a tough one. What jokes stood out to you there? I like the cherry one. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was really funny. And also the banana split. I found it really funny as well. <laughs> but the overall joke I really like was the one where any mom could um, warn you <laughs> to not like the bowl. I mean, that you really want to get the leftover ice cream. Mm -hmm. And you know she wants to, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it is time to award a point, Anthony. Have you made your decision? Yes. 
fantastic. Then it's time for our third round, the super stealthy <laughs> sneak attack. Your sneak attack today is called Theme Song. For this challenge, we want you to make up a theme song for your side. Pretend your side has a TV show. What would its theme song be? You'll have 30 seconds to sing your snacks praises, and Anthony will award one point to the side he likes best. Does that make sense, Nikki and Linnea? Sure does. Yep, yep. All right. Linnea went first last time, so Nikki, you're up. Give us a taste of your snack sitcom starting now. Chocolate drizzles and I'm in a fizzle. Sundays are the best, yeah. Yes. All right, Linnea, you are up, and your time starts now. Everywhere you look, everywhere you look, there's chips and there's cheese, and nachos make you say please. Everywhere you look, everywhere you look, nachos rule. (laughs) I would like to be somewhere where nachos were everywhere I looked. That would be (laughs) heaven. Okay, Anthony, it's time to award your fourth point. Have you made your decision? Yes. Excellent. Then it's time for our final round. The final six. Linnea, you've got just six words to take the crown. Give us your best nod to nachos. Nachos rule. I rest my queso. (laughs) Very nice. All right, Nikki, it's your turn. Let's hear those six words for sweet Sundays. Balanced diet, Sunday in each hand. (laughs) Oh, wow, Anthony, this is going to be a tough decision, but I need you to award one point for this last round. Whose final six won you over? Have you awarded the point? Yes. Anthony, are you ready to crown one team the Smash Boom Best? Yes. Drum roll, please. The winner is... Sundays. Yes! All right! (laughs) I am burnt to a crisp. (laughs) All right, Anthony, was there a moment that really swayed you over to Sundays? Getting some Sundays after a long day that I could relate to. Many people can relate to that, so yes. Very nice. Linnea, you have made me rethink the value of a nacho, and I will be having nachos for dinner in your honor. Nikki, I would eat a Sunday with you any day of the week. Let's make it happen. We're all going to go out for Sundays and nachos after this, right? Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Excellent. And that's it for today's debate battle. Anthony crowned Sundays the Smash Boom Best, but what about you? Head to smashboom.org and vote to tell us who you think won. Smash Boom Best is brought to you by Brains On and APM Studios. It's produced by Molly Bloom, Rosie DuPont, Ruby Guthrie, and Sandin Totten. We had engineering help from Gary O'Keefe, Alexander Simpson, Juan Carlos, and Logan Reeves of Foxhole Collective. And we had production help from Anna Goldfield, Mark Sanchez, and Anna Wiggle. And our executive producer is Beth Perlman, and the APM Studios executives in charge are Chandra Kavati, Alex Schaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Our announcer is Marley Foyer Worker Otto, and we want to give a special thanks to Taylor Kaufman, Austin Cross, Erica Romero, and Peter Eklund. Nikki, is there anyone you'd like to give a shout out to? Shout out to my brother for making me really appreciate Sundays. 
Lovely. And how about you, Linnea? Any thanks or shout outs? Uh, shout out to my dad who taught me how to eat like a pro <laughs> and be super cheesy. <laughs> Excellent. And Anthony, do you want to give any special thanks today? Yes. Shout out to all of you guys because I could use what you guys told me and convince my mom to get me some nachos and a Sunday after this. <laughs> Smart move, Anthony. And thank you for playing the Vihuela for us at the beginning of the yes. show. That was lovely. Before we go, let's check in with Rory and see who he thinks would win his dolls versus action figures debate. I think action figures should win because they could be anyone in the world and even made up things. Do you have an idea for a knockdown dragout debate? Head to smashboom.org and tell us about it. We'll be back with a new debate battle next week. Bye. Bye. Best life, yes.